Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Inside High School Sports is brought to you by Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. Good morning welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with Francis Beck and Tom Prince from WNY Athletics. Roger Weiss is here. This morning we are going to be talking rugby, and we have Kenmore head coach Bill Conrad and assistant coach at Grand Island Ryan Jones in studio to talk rugby this morning. All right, guys, it's another miserable Saturday morning in Western New York. <laughs> Are we ever going to get nice weather? Come on. Spring continues to be the worst. I am with Jeremy. Americans against spring. All right. Americans against spring? <laughs> yes, you heard me right. No, I think it's spring against Western New York, it seems. <laughs> I mean, come on. I got work to do in the backyard. I I, I tried uh, taking some of the branches you know, that come down over the winter. Tried, oh, gee, I put the away. weather's bad. Well, I won't be able to do my work in the backyard. See, I might have to lo- lo- lounge around on the couch and uh, Roger. let's see. What can I make for lunch and supper today <laughs> and lunch and supper next week? Oh, this weather's bad. Getting me so which lunch depressed. <laughs> the first lunch or the second lunch? <laughs> yeah, that's like, which dinner? The first dinner yeah. or the second dinner? <laughs> At Kensington, of course, with the cafeteria, we had three lunches: an A lunch, a B lunch, a C lunch, and they stayed. I went to the, all three at Burger. Yeah, I, was, I was just going to say, uh, we hope for study hall. I was good hall. friends with the lunch ladies. Yeah. Hope for study hall, fourth and fifth periods, so they could go to all three lunches. No lie, I in between classes, I would swing into the cafeteria to get a quick sandwich. Uh, before uh, the next class started so yeah i did that no i have motivation to get my yard done i want my patio set up so i can sit in the backyard one of my favorite things is on a saturday night when it's warm out i sit back there and uh it's really peaceful and sometimes on a a quiet night i could hear the bands playing uh at foley's bar it's about a mile away from my house so i get free entertainment Mm -hmm. i sit back there uh you know maybe a couple buddies will stop by it's just a great time that so i have motivation to get my yard done not to mention to get the kids out of the house let them play outside so they stop trashing the inside absolutely (laughs) spoken like a true parent all right as i said we're gonna be talking about uh rugby today and i'm really excited about that but before we do that, we have to get to news and notes, Francis. And I know you and Tom have a lot of stuff. So, uh, Francis, we'd like to kick off with you since you're the youngest member of the clan. <laughs> Go right ahead. All right. So there was a big meeting this weekend. The New York State Public High School executive meeting was Thursday. And there were a lot of key votes and changes that took place. So we'll start. Uh, the most immediate one is the seven-day rule meaning that right now teams can start playing seven and practicing seven days a week. So that means you'll probably see games from, for baseball and softball on Sunday until uh, the postseason. The That's next actually one, a good idea, especially because of, uh, you know, when you're faced with needing to get a pick up a rain date. It, well, that's exactly what it is for the spring. Uh, I guess it's not just in western New York. It's all across the state. The weather has 
quote, wreaked havoc on the sports schedules and all that. And so they are waiving the seven-day. Uh, it's either that or build a bunch of uh, indoor facilities, but I don't see that happening. Oh, it's I, a lot more expensive. I, I'm glad you mentioned that. I will tell it when Francis is done and Tom are done with their spiel. I, I got actually, a story. if you don't do this, it's going to be doubleheaders. And then doubleheaders is going to be even more taxing on pitching staffs and different things, especially when we're talking about pitch counts yeah. that are out there. Uh, so the big news that came out was that beginning in 2020-21, all sports except for football will have a shortened season. will be shortened by one week. Football will keep the same amount of length, but their uh, season will be pushed back a week, or their championship will be pushed back one week into December most months. So they'll do it the week after Thanksgiving. That'll be the uh, New York State Championship in Syracuse. Yeah, and uh looks like they'll probably cut the preseason for all the other sports down to one week to account for it. See, this now this is what I, a part of it that I don't like is because you have all those wonderful holiday tournaments, tip-off tournaments, so obviously that's going to have an impact. It's going to have an impact, especially on that Thanksgiving week when boys basketball gets started. How will that affect with more football teams playing? Um, that will certainly have an effect. We do have time, though, to figure out how many games, if they want to bring it back for each sport. I imagine it's going to be different for every sport. There was a recession in 2009, and they cut back a lot of games. So And so now they're talk, they were talking about bringing back a lot of them. So it's going to be each sport and each school kind of trying to figure out what's going to work best for everybody for that. Okay. But at least, you know, the good part about it is you have the fall. You give kids a week back of their summer. Winter was already very long, so you cut that. And then spring, like we're talking about, it usually doesn't start till later when you start to get going. So pushing it back a week might not be the end of the world. You're probably still getting the same amount of time outside. So just some things to think about, and there'll be a lot to go over uh, these next uh, 12 months or so as they figure this out. Um, the other big thing that happened, the most controversial decision, was there was a motion to make all sports abide by NFHS rules. Uh, this was voted down only 12 to 10, and the big thing that this affected was girls' basketball. We had a lot of people around here complaining about it because if they would have changed, they would have went from NCAA rules to the high school rules, which is some drastic changes, including an optional shot clock, which You take away the shot clock and you'll have the most boring game on earth. There's There would be no reason to watch. Who wants to watch a game that's 20 to 16? I don't. I don't even think Roger would. <laughs> no, no, they would be... Absolutely crazy. And there were some other changes, but not as big. But those are the big changes coming up in the futures um, or not coming up. So uh, there'll be a lot of discussions in the next 12 months and uh, to see how things are going. Francis, what was the final verdict uh, if, uh, and I'm going by what Diana reads to me off the website and all that, is it possible now that the state championship games at the Carrier Dome will no longer be played on Thanksgiving weekend. It might be moved back. Yeah, that, is, we, that is what's going to happen. That, that, so football is going to start the same time as everything else, but they're going to keep it the same length. So, so football is always 15 weeks. It stays 15 weeks. 13. 13 weeks. Yeah. Soccer was but 14. Then that, that moves the uh, state championship back to a week after Thanksgiving. Yes. Then. Okay, attention, Dennis Cerro. If you're li listening, that will affect when you have to set up the Conley Cup luncheon at Ilios. Oh, yeah. yeah. Be another, I didn't even think about now that. Now it would conflict if they uh, – there is one, one scenario, I think, when the 
if Thanksgiving's when Thanksgiving early- falls on the twenty second, then they will still be able to keep it in November. But other than that, it, the championships are going to end up in the uh, first Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in. December. And I say Friday, Saturday, Sunday because if Syracuse happened to schedule a Saturday home football game, that's why you have the day in right. between where the uh, for the high school championships. Okay. Tom Prince, uh, I know you have a lot on your plate. So we just talked Conley Cup. Let's go to Conley Cup now to the Colpoise Barrows Cup, which All everybody right. knows we've been now talking about which will be the Western New York High School Baseball Player of the Year this year. Mm-hmm. Our first nominations have come out for the players that are eligible now to be considered for a finalist for this award. They are Brandon Orr of Akron, Jack Putney of Clarence, John White Clarence, John Joe Pagano DePew, Philip Messina Dunkirk, Lucas Giuliano of East Aurora, Aaron Hare of Frewsburg, Bryce Jackson of Jamestown, Dom Schmidt at Ken West, Ryan Malarski of Niagara Wheatfield, Josh Mitaig at Orchard Park, Nate Wereski at Orchard Park, Charlie Brunning of Royhart, Mitchell Pascarella of Southwestern, Austin Lux of Springville, Mike Hellig of St. Francis, Sam Murphy, St. Joe's, Will Carlone, St. Joe's, Chris Nino, St. Mary's, Joe Mack, Will East, Andrew Fairbrother, Will North, and Ian Evans of Wilson. So this encompasses the entire first month of the season. Mm -hmm. So listen, there are a lot of good players still not on this list, okay? We'll keep doing this every week from here on in. You're going to see more names enter that are in here. Some of these accomplishments that are recognized here are just unbelievable accomplishments. Let's look at some of them. Um, Bryce Jackson, Jamestown, 16 strikeouts versus Fredonia. 16 strikeout game he actually has had out there. Jack Putney of Clarence, two home runs, seven RBIs against against Frontier. You've got uh, Lucas Giuliano, four hits, seven RBIs versus Springville. I mean, there are just some phenomenal games that need to be recognized. That doesn't account all the no-nos that are out there. Austin Lux throws a no-hitter uh, for Springville. You actually had uh, Ryan Malerski of Niagara-Wheatfield throws a no-hitter. Joe Pagano of Depew threw a no-hitter and a three-hitter, two complete games, 21 strikeouts against Lakeshore and Maryville. Two My. quality teams out there that are that, that, that are baseball teams. Absolutely, they're all phenomenal things. Um, Aaron Hare, Frewsburg, no hitter. Um, Mitchell Pascarella, Southwestern, fifteen strikeouts versus Dunkirk, eleven versus Maple Grove, eleven versus Fredonia, plus multiple three hit games. That's just amazing. You know, and, and again, don't get me wrong. There are some other great accomplishments out there. This is, I had to whittle it down to 22, and there's still more that can be recognized. Right. We've got some great players I know. I know the biggest that I'm hearing it from is from the Medina group right now that are off to a great start, 11 and 1. I get it. Trust me, you're going to see kids recognized out there. 
it's just all over. Some of these accomplishments were just so overwhelming. They had to be looked at that so are out there. Keep uh, keep stay tuned. You're yep. going to be posting them. You got WNY Athletics. You can go on a Facebook page uh, for Inside High School Sports. You'll have the information there. So uh, that's great stuff. Now, what else do you Two have? Two more things. So the other thing is Orchard Park right now is having their parade for their Little League right now. They're about to make a huge announcement at the Little League Parade. They're going to be starting their first ever challenger program. And as we know, we've been hearing a lot in the news with the whole um, with, with the whole uni- uh, the um, unified programs that are out there right now, losing funding and or right. losing time to be able to play out there. Orchard Park will be starting a challenger league in their little league that will not be any cost to the people to uh, to sign up. And they'll have the opportunity to be able to play baseball in the Orchard Park Little That's League. That's outstanding. That is outstanding. So, Congratulations, Orchard Park Little yeah, League. Yeah, they did a great job there. And there's there, there's a couple people, Ted Fallon, Joe Stallone, that deserve a lot of credit in making that happen. So I give them a lot of Kudos. credit in what they're doing, as well sure. as the Orchard Park board that's out there. Um, the last announcement that, that I had this past Monday, the BCANY Boys Basketball Banquet was held at Ilio DePalos. Noah Hutchins has been named Alvin Wilson Player of the Year. And Western New York Athletics presented Jacob Bellate of Williamsville North with the Breakthrough Player of the Year Award. Cool. Cool. Good stuff. All right. Now, on to me for my uh, G&G Fitness Coach of the Week. If you want to nominate a coach, all you do is go to livefit.com. And that's where you go to nominate your coach for the G&G Fitness Coach of the Week. Congratulations goes to Kelly Ambrose of Lancaster Softball, collecting her 200th career win. So congratulations to uh, Kelly Ambrose. And as we get ready to transition into rugby, congratulations to my former teammate Jerry Hahn, who's being inducted into the Buffalo State Rugby Hall of Fame. It couldn't happen to a nicer guy and with Jerry, it's not just about what he did on the field. Uh, if you ever played against him, first of all, if you were lucky to catch him, which I don't think you were. <laughs> he, He's a fierce competitor. He was, he was something else. And, but Jerry has been so instrumental in Western New York rugby, uh, working with whether it's Bonaventure, UB. And if I'm not mistaken, he might have been one of the originals that get uh, uh, rugby going in Kenmore West. He, uh, he came in uh, about three years into our program uh, oh, i was about three years yeah, in he uh took over the girls program for okay us. his daughter was playing so he's i mean he's had an impact and local rugby yep. his passion for rugby is unmatched so congratulations to uh jerry Hahn, great guy and we are talking rugby this morning as i mentioned we have uh kenmore head coach bill conrad and we have grand island assistant coach ryan jones in studio to talk rugby this morning uh it's a great sport, guys, as you guys know. If any of our listeners out there, if you've not had a chance to watch rugby, yeah, NBC uh, Sports mm-hmm. has been airing a lot of stuff. It's exciting. Six Nations got a lot of uh, airplay this year. Uh, right. I mean, it, it's games. great stuff. Get out there and watch it. And uh, rugby in Western New York does very well. We've uh, had some really good programs. Our colleges have solid programs, and now we're seeing it come down to the high school. As I mentioned, uh, Kenmore, one of the innovators, or one of the big, you know first ones in. I think Kenmore was. Yeah, we were the uh, ourselves and City Honors were the first uh, two programs in 2003-2004 season. And since then, how much has it grown in the high school level? Uh, 
<laughs> leaps and bounds. Uh, you know, everything from uh, female rugby to youth rugby, you now flag rugby, uh, and of course you've seen the standard of play up at the men's club and, and collegiate rise with it. So it was a, it was a nice natural progression. And what I like is is that we have a lot of former players that are working uh, with the youngsters and Absolutely. teaching yep. and bringing that. Uh, the youth rugby stuff, I wish we would get more information on that so I could yep. promote it sure. and get it out there because I think uh, – well, we got Kenmore Youth Rugby. We've got uh, the Orchard Park Youth Rugby, and uh, South, Town, uh, South Buffalo has a youth pro- yep. rugby program. And, uh, you know, like, it, like most things, it's just word of mouth and, you know, Facebook or whatever, how to get out there. But uh, they've got a really nice – uh, flag program for young kids. It's co-ed, and then of course I think that's a great idea. It, it by is. The way. It's phenomenal. My my daughters, all three, uh, two of my two of my three daughters are playing in it, and my son's playing in it, and uh, and then you you progress up to learn to tackle, uh, where we we slowly le- teach them how to tackle properly. You know, we talked about uh, earlier off the air about the uh, football tackle, adopting the rugby style tackle. We teach that technique, and then we slowly innovate and bring it into the game, uh, and so on. So yeah. it's quite exci- exciting, actually. By the way, to all to uh, my fellow Little League football coaches out there, feel free to contact these guys. Reach out to some of the rugby programs. Yeah. Bring them in. It, you know, and you mentioned we had the conversation before the show about uh, you know, what we call hawk tackling, mm-hmm. which is rugby tackling. Yep. You know, and Pete Carroll na- nicknamed it uh, hawk tackling. He's a one of the first in the NFL. is a big proponent of this style of tackling because it makes the game safer. Absolutely. You're keeping your head out, and it's going to the side. And uh, you look at, you watch a rugby game, and the tackling is so technique solid and mm-hmm. bringing down. There's very few and breaking tackles. I'd say it a step further that the uh, we've always known in rugby, and if you look at some of the early USA rugby teams, they're always wrestlers. Uh, the double leg takedown, their ability to you know to to shoot in and step through has been uh, the same thing. It's been a, I, I mean I was a wrestler. I have a wrestling background. Coach wrestling for a number of years for Kenmore West. Uh, that has been you know that is just lock and step with the the rugby tackling and getting it out there. So I got to give a shout out to my wrestling coaches out there. Thank you for the double leg takedown. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, teaching kids is it? Uh, do they are they able to grasp it early? I mean, you know, rugby can't be complicated. Uh, well, you know, it's funny. Because it, of the rules. It, it is. It, well, it, it's, you know, we, we, we teach at the very basic level. We, we just actually had two boys step out on the field for us last week. And they're coming in after the other guys have had two months worth of training with us. And, you know, we teach two simple things. When you got the ball, run straight. And if the guy's got the ball, tackle him. And, uh, you know, if you get What a two- radical concept. <laughs> well, that's the beautiful thing about rugby is so you don't tough. have to master the rules no. early on. No. I, I remember when yeah, I first started yeah. playing, I didn't know all I no. was lost. No. But like you just said, they told the somebody same, has the ball, tackle him. The same athletic principles in soccer and, and volleyball and basketball and, and football translate over to it immediately. And uh, it's, it's like I said, it's a, it's a wonderful sport. Uh, it involves all these different things from wrestling to, to football to soccer. And uh, there's elements of hockey that we see in the game. The kids learn mm-hmm. how to pin someone and, and uh, you know, offsides kick and, and so on. And they, they really use those skills. So, you know what? It, as, as complicated as it seems, it's actually a very simple game. And, and the rules come very naturally to the kids. And I think we do a pretty bang-up job of what I call Rugby 101 in about three weeks. And they're playing games within that time period, never being experienced to it at all. Absolutely. Yeah. We, have a lot of, uh, we have a lot of first-year players, a lot of young talent. Um, as of right now, we have 13 sophomores on our team. Um, from them just being so young, being able to pick up the game and go towards their junior and senior years, them being able to coach the newer generation coming in, that's the biggest help yeah. for us. 
Sure. And that's that's something that will help grow the program and then take it to the collegiate and men's level. We just went on a tour uh, to Wales, uh, in, uh, UK, United well, Kingdom. And I want to talk about that okay. because we're up right. against a break here. Sure. And uh, and that's one of the things I had I want to talk about because uh, – and it's – you guys in Kenmore have been uh, setting up and have traveled before in yep. the past, and this is a big thing for you guys. So it's a lot of time and organization. <laughs> and, and I can tell you firsthand from being exposed to uh, teams that uh, are tr- that that's their sport. Yeah, I play when I played for UNLV. We played against a, a nineteen and under championship team from New Zealand. They cleaned our clock. Absolutely, absolutely cleaned our clock as well. They should have, you know. It, 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 but you learn, <laughs> and and that's the great thing. So we'll talk about that on the other side of this break. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. Welcome back to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiuri. Francis Beck and Tom Prince from WNY Athletics is here along with Roger. We have Kenmore head coach Bill Conrad and Grand Island assistant coach Ryan Jones. We're talking rugby this morning. And don't forget, uh, Sports Talk Saturday follows us at 11. 2 o'clock, the Derby pre-show, Batavia Downs, and then uh, 5 o'clock, all the Derby action right here. I'm kind of bummed, Raj, because my horse got scratched. I was going to go and put it. I was going to bet the ranch on Omaha Beach because this, you know, being the uh, 75th anniversary, and let I me thought guess. it was a tell. But and let me guess, now you're bummed because if you'd have bet the ranch and lost, you wouldn't have had to clean the backyard. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought you were going to say you were bummed because Roger didn't wear his hat in like he should for the for the Kentucky Derby. Normally he does. He'll bring in a mint julep and he'll have well, you know, a little festive hat. Well, I got my garbage plate hat. What more do you want? Yeah, right? It's not festive enough. There's no for flowers. Mascot, There's no water there. fountain coming out of the top or anything. Like that. Oh, what should I have an order of French fries on top of the garbage cap? plate? Yeah. You should have garbage had old plate. garbage plate hat. Garbage plate with hat. That's sauce. a good idea. Someone out there needs to come up with that. I got something on the garbage plate that I wouldn't. Uh, that would be around long enough for me not to eat, Anthony. So <laughs> keep it in the real world. <laughs> Anthony, I have a I have a quick question for our guests. Uh, you mentioned something earlier. The good, uh, interesting thing about uh, rugby is. Uh, how how simplified a game it is. It isn't complicated, at least as far as the coaches teaching the players and all that. My question is, does that also trickle down to the spectators? I'll tell you why. Because the biggest problem I have in sports like soccer, field hockey, lacrosse, is lack of, you know, having a constant, you know, Handle the on the rules. Yeah, I mean, oh, especially field hockey's the worst. I mean, I, they blow a whistle, you know, every time the wind blows. I swear to God, I, I think, and I just can't catch on. And that's why I say, from a fan's uh, viewpoint, what I catch on pretty much. If I go to two games, do I at least have a handle? I, 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 so. I, I think so. Yeah. I think you're going to celebrate a, a magnificent run, and I think you're going to uh, celebrate a phenomenal tackle. Uh, those things translate pretty easily. Uh, you know, yeah, the lineouts and how they get the ball back in or a scrum down, but uh, the lineouts are fun though. Yeah, they're and because and yeah. you're throwing out, you know, you have. Uh, wh- you know, if my t- if I'm throwing it in, that's what I did. Uh, on, on, so we'd have a designate who's going to jump to get the ball. And in Vegas, everything was gambling, mm. ace of spades, mm. jack of clubs. Mm. Yeah. You know, so you could be creative with that kind yeah. of stuff. Dead man's hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I like look at the success of USA Sevens, uh, and just look at the spectator part of that game, where it's just a, a, just less players on the field, and how more exciting it is to watch the open. Sevens play. may be. 
uh, one of the most exciting sporting events on earth, period. It's just amazing. Just to be in the If stands. you're a fan, yeah. if you like watching football and you like seeing great runs, you like to see a running back, you know, just tear it up like Barry Sanders days or Gale Sayers, watch sevens because that's what you're going to see. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in fact, with the Bills signed a running back yeah. that played rugby for England's national team. Uh, he played uh, for England but also played for the, the Wasps, uh, which is a professional club. He was a, one of the more more outstanding athletes on the field uh, in terms of runs and, and tackling, which is interesting to see how that will translate over being an offensive player and defensive player. Where are they going to put him? I, you know, a lot of, I, I've been saying he's the next Steve Tasker, to be honest with you, because uh, Steve Tasker was a rugby player as well at Northwestern. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. He, was, uh, he won a national championship. And if you, I, when I heard uh, and I met him at uh, his daughter played for East Aurora Rugby, yep. and he said, you know, I've got a couple jerseys in my trophy room, and one of them is my Northwest or uh, North. Uh, Western uh, rugby jersey. So, wow. Yeah. So that skill set. Uh, That's cool. So, Steve, if you're out there, uh, way to go. <laughs> plus, <laughs> plus, signing these rugby players to your team, now they're going to bring a whole other element of tackling. Right. Yeah. So, with the Bills not having, obviously, any rugby players on the team, now he can bring up the rugby tackle and now I'd, evolve the defense. I see a special teams player in the making right there. Yeah, sure. Oh, absolutely. Use him as a gunner. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. can see that, absolutely. And you guys mentioned before the show that even Sean McDermott has mm-hmm. uh, gone out and, and caught some rugby, kind of get an idea and a feel for how they're yeah, tackling. We, we do a lot of our practices at the Bills Fieldhouse, and they're very uh, an outstanding partner with us and let us rent it out. And we all work together collectively to have practices there, and, and they're there. They're watching. The players are watching. They're working out. Let's talk about your trip to Wales, what that was like. Uh, uh, now, again, now you're taking kids that are just learning the game, yeah. and you're going to play against teams that yeah. they've been playing since they started walking. Not only that, but we, we didn't play uh, you know the, the lower end of the spectrum. We played three teams uh, by design. We played uh, Bridge End College, which is uh, in the, in the uh, UK's system, you can leave your high school at 16 and then go to a trade school or a college, not, and then you go to university after. Uh, so their Bridge End was a scholarship rugby program, and they went to school there and majored in becoming a professional athlete. Uh, that's what they go there for. So they have a sports academy center, uh, this, and and those kids, we we put points on them. We were it was thir- you know, it was a high score, it was fifty something to thirty something, but we we, that's sco- not bad. we scored, and uh, we showed and we scored first. And the first half, we really put a dent in. That had to get people's attention. It did, it did. So did our chance, but that's another story. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, and then we played uh, a, a Christ College, which is another one of these scholarship programs, but this one is, of course, a preparatory school for university, really high-end boarding school. I mean, they're paying like close to $40,000 a year to go there, but the players that played on the rugby team were scholarshiped, and one of the, a couple of the boys, and both teams had been playing for Wales national team and had already signed pro- professional contracts for either the Bridge and Ravens or the uh, Ospreys. So we played those two clubs, and uh, the second game we scored once. Uh, it wasn't as, as well, but I'll tell you, some of our players like Joe Stewart and, and uh, Cam Crozier, Hunter Phillips, really, really performed. Uh, and then finally we played a, a, just a regular compulsory school like Kemmer West or East or Grand Island, and uh, we lost. And, I, and this is where the ref comes in sometimes, what we call a home job, but uh, we lost 26-22. Uh, so you were very competitive. Very competitive. And Did they uh, say, did, you know, the teams that you play, the to- coaches that you talk to, did they say anything afterwards like, wow, we're really they love impressed? They, what love you guys- they, they love our pregame chant. Uh, they love our songs after. They love the, the enthusiasm we had. In fact, we showed up to Bro Ed, and, and the 
coach also coaches the basketball team. He said, would you mind playing my basketball team? You Americans are really good at it. So we played them. We ended up tying them. And our guys were doing the chants on the sides and going nuts. And one of our props sunk a three and everybody went crazy. And he goes, I just love that. We don't have that here. And they, they get something out of it, too. They get the American experience. That, that they only is see on TV. so neat. Yeah. Uh, I, I absolutely love it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's great stuff. Any more? Are the other schools exploring the oh, possibilities absolutely. of traveling? I, I, every time, this is our fourth tour, and every time, I'll be honest with you, everybody comes back and they're like, wow, we looked at the pictures. The kids got to stay with people in another country and eat different food. And, and you know, you, unless you're taking a foreign language AP class or something, you don't really get to experience that that much. And uh, to come back and do that, we've got uh, city honors, uh, girls coaches called me, uh, you know, Grand Island, we were chatting about it. You know, all these clubs, I know Fairport and McQuaid, uh, you know, but if you're going to keep interest in the sport and celebrate that that cultural aspect of it, I'm a, I'm a history teacher by trade, and I had those kids in the tunnels of World War II at Cardiff Castle. We were checking out, you know, the history of everything, and, and, and it was really rewarding. The parents had a ball. They went horseback riding. They checked the canals. You know, they got the oh, little, little local flavor. So, And the, the Welsh, are, it's not England. It's not Ireland. They're not used to having Americans there. And it's it's really they're just like whoa hello, uh, you know. Just go there and say Tom Jones. You're a fan of Tom Jones, and you're in. It's <laughs> not yeah, unusual yeah, yeah. to be loved, man. Yeah, they they they, <laughs> they they but they in the one school we played only spoke Welsh as their school language. That was the first language. And you know this kid comes up and says, "My name's Breck." And I said, "Your name's Breck." Huh? Was, what? Yeah, I go. He goes, yeah, that's Welsh. It means lion. I go, uh, I'm gonna have a hard time with it. <laughs> so it was, it was, it was awesome. You know, it was, uh, it was something that I think. And I always say this: I've got kids who are posting uh, pictures on my Facebook from when we went to Scotland ten years ago, and they're like, it was the best trip of my life. Uh, thank you. You know, and it's 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 no small undertaking. My parent group fundraised. These kids worked their butts off to get the money. Uh, I put it together with a longtime friend uh, that we've had a. A brother or a relationship with a sister school over there, Bridge End College. Uh, their head coach, uh, Gareth Nicholas, uh, has come over here and run clinics. He's on the Wales U19 coach as well as the uh, national development for Wales. And uh, there's no reason that Wales is number two in the world in such a small country. You know, that's their bread and butter over there. And, uh, you know, maybe cricket in the spring, but uh, it's rugby mm-hmm. most of the time. Well, I was going to bring up the fundraising because I know you guys do yeah. an awful lot of fundraising. You, to. you continue yeah. to post your events and, oh, yeah. and the things like that. So if you go to our Facebook page, you'll see a lot of it. Cal yeah. Phillips, uh, we yeah. thank him for oh. all the stuff that he does and promoting his wife on our are, page. Are phenomenal. But we also had all the other, we had parents, Douglas Boyd ran a candy bar. Everybody chipped in. Uh, rather, whether if they were running Super Bowl squares or whatever, and these kids—I mean, we got it down to a very cheap amount. And uh, like I said, a, a trip of a lifetime for really a fraction of what they. If you know. look at at rugby as a sport, it's inexpensive. Yeah, you don't—you're not spending a fortune on equipment. No cleats and a mouth guard. So, I, you know, as far as uh, costs go, uh, it's easy for the districts. I, in my opinion. Yeah to make it varsity is there more push is there talk of it well, eventually we're talking i mean one of the one of the things that we need to do is to grow more teams and, absolutely and uh you know we were chatting before uh that that's that's our priority right now rugby new york needs to grow uh we have to make create more opportunities it, even if it's just summer sevens to let yep. kids try it if they're playing other sports but one of the things we pride ourselves on is that this is a lifelong sport these kids are leaving our program and playing at college or just playing for the men's club. I mean, Buffalo's in the playoffs this weekend today. Good luck, Buffalo, uh, against uh, Newport and Rhode Island for the Sweet 16. 
uh, to go to the Elite Eight for USA Rugby, and 11 out of those 15 starters are Kenmore alumnists wow. uh, or had some background. So, we, you know, these kids keep playing. They love the game. They come back and coach. My, the, uh, the real head coach this year designing a lot of the plays is Mackenzie Doolittle. He was one of my first uh, starting players in 2004. He's come back. He's Steve Caruana is the head coach of Buffalo. You know, Fred Bursett, Ernie Scales. These guys are, and, and you know, and what Dan and these guys are doing at Grand Island. We're having, we're, we're doing co-practices coming up because yep. we're better off working together and growing that game and getting better experience down the line. You know, we got to work cooperatively because if not, you know, we perish. You know? What, what other things can be done to grow the game? Well, it's like anything. How does it start? You, you know, you have to incubate it. Some people have the philosophy of starting with the young and then building it up and until there's a demand. You know, it's like a demand-based thing. You know, look at girls' hockey. Look at hockey in general, how it event- first was club and then eventually built itself in through support and demand. I look at it that way. We're looking at we're following that hockey model, smarter youth program, and then develop it. Last week when we were talking uh, about uh, women's lacrosse, and I brought up the idea to our guest that uh, how about a tour? Touring, you get two teams, you tour schools around western New York, put on exhibition games, uh, you invite the community, maybe get food trucks, whatever, and you make an event. <laughs> Great idea. funny you should mention food trucks, Anthony. Well, because it's, it's, it. it's a draw, Roger, when and you it have gets such people to the event. Even if you, if you don't have, hey, such a you know, dirty I, bird is going to be at this Tony, I, I gotta go I never even thought of that but I, I, I'll be honest with you um, I mean our kids today are at the Kenmore cleanup you know what I mean they they did they ran the Easter Bunny uh, event in the town they give back community wise but there's a second purpose that is to expose themselves to the community to let them know that they're not some thug that they saw 50 years ago or some you know brute that they're regular kids and join a sport and give them back and, and selling that character part a- of the absolutely game. I mean there's a great movie called forever strong and their whole entire philosophy is based off giving back to community I mean the local rugby team there went to the children's hospital played with the children in the hospital um, planted flowers everything like that and that's kind of like what rugby is in a way yeah we go out we play the sport but it's also helping out in the community um, I feel like rugby is just a big community-based team yeah it's a great support system for kids I got a question, and I might be really out in left field on this one. Bear with me. I might be in foul territory. (laughs) I might be out of the stadium. That's all right. But my question is this. Down in the southern tier, we are talking about some of these high schools for football actually going to eight-man football. Yeah. What? Am I, am I, you know. Eight, eight man football is, in my mind is sevens. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. exactly. I mean, absolutely. It's, it's, it's sevens. They might as well bring us down there and start teaching well, them. Well, that's game, my you know. point in all that. If they're, you know. And it's an Olympic sport. Not only that, yeah. too. And like you say, the uh, cost for rugby compared to the cost to have a football program, that's got to be. Oh, fraction thousands millions whatever no not millions but yeah, many thousands i mean we're, we're <laughs> so. neither, neither grand island or or kenmore uh, west east rugby is is funded by the school system i mean we use their fields and we're a club in the school and we follow all the rules and and permission slips and so on and and, and so on but we're not funded and and so the fact that we can get by on such you know just by fundraising and doing a, a meat raffle uh just shows you how cheap it is yeah i mean everything falls really on the coaches and the players so you have to pay for your bus fees and your ref fees your field fees all that just like we did in college we, yep. we you know yep. it came out of our pack in fact uh, a couple of years i didn't go to any away games because i couldn't afford to travel so it yeah it you gotta you know most of them are self-sufficient yeah. and uh you know you see any kind of fundraiser uh you know whether it's a car wash or whatever 
pull your car in, yeah. give them some money, and, uh, and donate. Appreciate All right, guys, time. let's take a break. When we come back, talk a little bit more about uh, rugby in Western New York, especially at the high school level. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. One last segment of Inside High School Sports, then Sports Talk Saturday takes the air at 11. 2 o'clock, Kentucky Derby pregame for Batavia Downs, and then uh, followed by the Kentucky Derby. Talking rugby this morning in our last segment here, and you know we were talking about this break. It's a fun game. It's a fun game to watch. And, Roger, you brought up about uh, you know whether somebody would be uh, able to understand just watching it. And I think you can. And like you guys mentioned while watching the game, you can kind of get an idea of what's happening. You don't have to know every rule. Sure, there's going to be whistle stops. You're not going to understand why uh, they have to scrum on a you know on a particular yeah. play. Uh, one thing that, you know, and I know it's part of strategy, but I can't stand it when you get the ball and just kick it away. And I know it's about field <laughs> position and that. No, I'm the type of guy so that like I want to either, do you? I want to attack. Right, right, I, mean, right. I, I, I don't want to give the <laughs> Fourth ball. Fourth and up. thirty from his own fi- own five yard line, he's going to go for it. I, you know, there's a, there's a statistical approach to that too. You know, so. yeah, there is. And, you know, and uh, so you kind of learn these quirks of the game. Yeah, and just by watching. Well, and that is, I mean, we we screw up every week and teach a new skill every week, and and, and, and there's so much to teach. But but again, they're walking away and they're. Smiling, they're having a good time. They're having a meal after the game. Absolutely, yeah. They, they have to meet their. The they, we force them to come over and meet their guy they played against and have a conversation. That's know? it, right there, and that's the point that I wanted to bring up is that rugby, unlike uh, most sports, after the game is over, it is tradition for both teams to hang out. Yeah. And usually, it's the host team yep. will uh, have some sort of party or some sort of get together. Well, it, we were at Christ College. The the parents are like, well, we're having tea for the parents at 4 p.m. and the boys will be showering, and then we'll have our team dinner at six. And they're all wearing smart blazers and stuff. And, we're, and our parents went in. And they had finger sandwiches and tea and in lovely scones and things like that. And they're chatting like it was just an afternoon. And you know, and we're I'm, I'm just, and and again, we do our pizza and pasta yep. side dishes, and we're eating on a on a on a ground you know next to each other. But uh, while well, you're still dirty, filthy, well, our, sweaty, we joke know? though. We're like one day you're either going to be a teammate or playing each other. Again, you might as well meet the guy. Yeah, especially in the Buffalo area with the yeah. amount of men's teams and collegiate teams there are. No matter what, you're going to be a teammate with somebody else that you played against. Yeah, that's a good point. And uh, when we had when uh, the M- uh, Western New York Empire State games, we Rochester and Buffalo combined, and that was I, I'm I was sad to see that go. I thought that yeah. really allowed the that camaraderie to grow. Oh, I hate to see the Empire State games. This guy, I thought that was phenomenal for every sport, Absolutely. not just yeah. you know, I mean, not just uh, rugby. I thought it was a phenomenal for yeah. every sport. I think it really hurt us. You know, is a is a sevens program. You know, we're in, going independently, but when we had a wonderful league together. So know. here's my question for you: We got the Olympics that are, are going to be around the corner again. Yeah. Will we see Western New York athletes on this Olympic team? Well, right now we've got uh, U16 player Cooper Laskowski, who is named uh, captain of the U16 team and has been named to the squad going over to Ireland uh, representing the U17. Uh, so, And we have Emily Enrich, obviously, who's just tearing it up at Dartmouth, but also at the national scale. I went to Chicago to watch her with her, her uh, mom and dad, uh, and she 
very well could be in the Olympics as well. So both male and female. We have had competitors uh, representing the United States from the area. It's just, like you said, it's getting press and recognizing them. And, and you guys are doing that for us here. Thank you. I appreciate what you're having us on. What uh, go, go through some of the schools. I know you mentioned City Honors yeah. and uh, Grand Island and yourselves at Kenmore. Canisius. Or Canisius. Or Who else is playing? Well, and that's our local league, really. Um, we have, and then you go over to Rochester, you have McQuaid Jesuit, you have Fairport, you have like a Rochester club. Corning has grown up. Ex- Corning's Corning's just, blown up the last three years. Really? Just a rural town. Amazing with, you know, rugby Just amazing rugby coming out of. They're going down to Saskatchewan University and winning their tournaments, and, and they're growing their game. A Buff State alumnus, I believe, uh, and yep. uh, is a part, part of that as well. Uh, so these guys are coming back, and gals are coming back and giving back to the kids and, and developing it. So we talk about how to grow the game that's what they're doing they're getting jobs in schools they're becoming teachers and then they're building their clubs there that's really one of the best ways to do the high school it's all about former players wanting to grow the sport as well yeah so you guys are ba- you know I, I don't know how you know structure of a league or whatnot so you're basically you're playing well we're, our, we're calling our, ourselves section six and section five and okay and, and we have a state-based championship and and uh, we're, we're doing that right now. Like uh, right now, Grand Island and, and I think uh, and, and Canisius and, and Kenmore are all competing for that number one spot berth uh, out to represent uh, Section 6. The top two will go for a crossover game. And then Section 5, you have uh, really uh, Corning. Yeah, uh, Corning is the, Corning's the top dog out there right now. And, uh, you know, and Fairport and McQuaid were the top dogs for a long time. And, and it's going to be a race to see who's going to take that second spot. Uh, I, I'll tell you, I was very impressed with Grand Island the last match. We played a very cold, rainy game, and, <laughs> and we, we had pre- beaten them previously in a tournament, but they came back and really showed us you know, that they wanted to play, and, and we were impressed by that. So kudos to Grand Island Thank for you, the, appreciate cool. that, you know, you know, stepping up their game. I, I, I would guess as more and more clubs uh, are started, then maybe New York State would look at uh, I hope at, at, yeah. at possibly letting it go varsity, and as I mentioned, you know, with the idea of touring and having teams, and it doesn't even have to be high school. You could get you know a team from Buff State playing against Bonaventure, mm-hmm. Niagara. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Niagara still has a team or Niagara not. has a team, and I feel like that's what we need to really publicize because Niagara County is really all untapped. Right, and so I, that's have, what I was going to say. Newport, I, you had Lockport, you have, yeah. Yeah, Lewport, Lockport, Wheatfield, um, you have the Falls. None of them have rugby programs, and that's something that you can youth, get two or youth th- programs. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. get two or three more teams out there, and that really just blows up the whole Buffalo and Western New York market. And I think it would be awesome if you guys were like play at Sal Magley Stadium, yeah. and, and you invite you know people from Lewiston and and Wilson and whatever to come down and, and check out. You know, it's a decent sized facility, sure. and you'd be able you'd be able to accommodate something like that. And it just really would open up the eyes to the youth, so the young kids could see how much fun the game is, and then decide if that's something they want to do when they grow up. Absolutely, and. And, and, you know, and we, we've been, a lot of us have been volunteering going into gym classes and just running, you know, rugby games, getting familiar with balls. Just so get we, a miter we, ball, throw it yeah, out there on the yeah. floor. Here, so have at I, I know Emily uh, Enrich's mom's been doing that in Orchard Park and going to YMCA's. I know the Kenton summer uh, uh, program in the, in the town of Tanawan has invited us in uh, to run some programs during their summer camps. Yeah, we got yeah. that as well for uh, over the summer. Grant Allen has, like, it's, uh, it's U9 and under for like sports camp and we mm-hmm. had rugby implemented last year yeah. and it just it really took took charge in there yeah look how big in lewiston when they bring in all those soccer teams in yeah maybe that's another idea to well, be able to bring in South have buffalo, a one-day tournament you bring in from rochester syracuse whatnot and South, you South have buffalo a, a, ran the uh in, in early april ran the uh, but it's bat- a lot of work and it, it's battle, a big undertaking battle for the border and they had teams in from toronto yeah, they had seven from- fields going at a time they had uh collegiate they had d1 collegiate teams um, they had men's teams, women's teams, high, high school, school, youth, 
uh, Flag Youth. That's it was amazing. amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks so much for coming in studio well, and talking us. rugby with us this morning. Really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, thanks to Derek Kramer. We'll talk to you guys next week. Enjoy the Derby today, folks. Uh, let's see. My May the fourth be with home. you May, and Cinco de Mayo. May the fourth. It's uh, our Diane and I is our anniversary. We were married on November fourth, so this is our half year anniversary. Forty six and a half years. All right, wow. outstanding stuff. We'll God talk bless. to you guys next week with more inside high school sports. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.